Welcome to Rex Factor. This week, the playoff draw. With your hosts, Graham Duke and Ali Hood. Welcome to Rex Factor, where we have reviewed all the kings and queens uh, of England, from Alfred the Great to Elizabeth II. Feels good to say. We didn't really get much chance to uh, dwell on that last time, because we had such a chaotic time with you struggling to get to me, and then us struggling to record oh, yeah. it. Yeah, the Great Traffic Jam of December 2012. 13. <laughs> and then you going off to New Zealand the next day. Naturally. But we did it. We actually completed the journey. Everyone yes. reviewed. Yes. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes, and for all your comments. But we haven't quite finished the journey because we are going to decide now, or in the next few weeks, who is the best Rex Factor winner of them all. Mm. Now, a lot of people have been asking how we're going to do this. Yeah. And this is how we're going to do it. Yes. If you've not listened to us before, because we might get new listeners because it's the playoffs and Mm. people are interested in it and we tell people about it. What we do each time, we take one monarch, give them an episode by themselves... Look at their biography, their life and reign, and then we reviewed them on the basis of their skills in battliness, how good they are in battle and warfare, mm. scandal, lovely stuff, where they create the notoriety in naughty mm. times, subjectivity, which is would you want to be a subject to them, were they a good ruler, mm. longevity, how long they ruled for, that can be a killer, dynasty, <laughs> well, ultimately <laughs> at the very end, inevitably, dynasty, uh, how many legitimate surviving children they yeah. have. Yeah. And then finally, whether or not they've got that certain something, that lasting legacy and great achievement that we call the Rex Factor. Yes. So you can find all those on iTunes. Yes. For all of this, of course, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Rex Factor Pod. Like us on Facebook. Email us at uh, rexfactorpodcast.hotmail.com. And during the playoffs, we'll have a nice new temporary website set up, yeah. which will be rexfactor.wordpress.com. Uh, where we'll be blogging about it and we'll have a bit more information. And you can find the, uh, the playoff structure and all that kind of yeah. stuff, useful, useful stuff. So, as you said, there were 18 monarchs. Mm. Maybe we didn't say, I'll delete if we didn't. 18 monarchs that won the Rex Factor. Yes. And they're the ones that we're going to be uh, determining which is the best. Yes. Now, in terms of those monarchs, do you think you can list them all? Or uh, without looking at this list, <laughs> no. no. Oh, yeah. So, the monarchs that we are deciding between are Alfred the Great, mm-hmm. the very first one that we reviewed, a Saxon who saved the country from the Vikings and uh, then refounded literature and education and learning, as well as London as well. I don't remember that bit. Refounded. There'll be a lot that we'll go over next <laughs> Athelstan, his grandfather, um, who was the first king of all England. He actually Mm. united the entire country, conquered York, conquered Cornwall, and established his dominance over Scotland and Wales. Uh, He's he's not the rowing boat chap. No, that was he's not going to be one of the 18. Sorry. Then we move on to the Vikings with Canute, Mm -hmm. uh, who conquered the country in 1016, but then ruled as a nice, fairly nice Saxon. Yes. And had a North Sea Empire, so he's also king of Denmark, of Norway, and part of Sweden. And famously didn't hold back the sea. Didn't hold back the sea. William the Conqueror, of course, the Norman, for many people when history begins in 1066. Mm. Yeah. Then his youngest son, Henry I, who was known as Beau Clark because of all the administrative reforms that he put in place. Not a good nickname, but yeah. 
His grandson, Henry II, awesome. our top scoring Rex Factor winner, he had an Angevin Empire, mm-hmm. which was basically all of England, Ireland, and as you put it, the left, the left of France. The left of France, yeah. Notorious for the murder of the Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Beckett. Good scandal. Then we had his son, Richard the Lionheart. Awesome. Very much big on the Crusades. Didn't quite recapture Jerusalem, but yeah. got fairly close. Mm. Then I think somebody's personal favourite, Edward I. What can you say? Shall we just call him a winner now? Just we don't really need to bother with yeah, all of this. Okay. Con- uh, conquered Wales, yeah. massive castles. Had a good crack at Scotland. Good crack, didn't quite manage it, but yeah, he had know, a very yeah. successful crack at mm. William Wallace. Mm. His grandson, Edward III, who had his sights rather bigger and pretty much conquered France. Yeah. But not quite. No. But still great victories at Cressy and Poitiers. Then we had Henry V, Lancastrian, who had the great victory at Agincourt, and he pretty much did conquer France. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, uh, he's the one that we're surprised didn't have a film after him so far, well, in the last 30 years. Well, I mean, I think there have been a few films mm. of Henry V. Shakespeare certainly had a good part of that. He's had a good, yeah. few actors have turned One with less silly voices, though, I'd like <laughs> yes. more American actors. Uh, after, and he was, of course, he was going to be King of France, but he died just six weeks or so before Tragedy. the French King, mm. and he would have inherited then we had the Wars of the Roses, and the one king that came out of that smelling of roses was Edward IV, yes. a, a Yorkist, yeah. um, very uh, attractive, the tallest English king, about six foot three. That is tall. How, what about Longshanks? I think he was about six one. Really? So he was long, but not as long. We should call you Longshanks. Well, although I'm not quite as long as Edward yeah. III either. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm. Uh, after Edward III, we... Not Edward III, sorry. After Edward IV, we then have his maternal grandson, Henry VIII. Your personal favourite. Well, who's to say who's my personal <laughs> favourite, but he's certainly a famous one. Everybody knows Henry VIII, very yeah. much the image of the monarchy. Mm. Perhaps an early favourite, but who's to say? Mm. Also, perhaps the favourite, his daughter, Elizabeth I. Uh, uh, entering the chart as our first female Rex Factor winner. First female Rex Factor winner, mm. one of two. Uh, she, of course, saw off the Spanish Armada and had a golden age with mm. sort of the likes of Shakespeare, etc., writing in her period. Kate Blanchett. Indeed, <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> Uh, later then we move into the Stuarts and perhaps one of the audience favourites in terms of the episodes, Charles II. Oh, if anyone rivals Edward, come on, <laughs> Charles. Languishing at the bottom of Rex Factor winners in terms of points, but gosh. Restoration of the monarchy after mm. Cromwell in the Civil War. King who brought back partying, lots of fun. Then we have William III. Sweet little penguin. Yeah, another Stuart, a, a mm. Dutch king, the only Dutch king that we've had. Um, he has a glorious revolution where he kicks off the Catholic James II mm. and Parliament then becomes a bit more dominant yeah. over the monarchy. And lovely Mary. And he rules with Mary, but we did differentiate. Yeah. William got the Rex Factor, Mary II did not. Yeah. There was quite a gap when we moved into all the Georges and the Hanoverians until we reached William IV, mm. uh, Pineapple Head. Oh, yes. Yeah, thank you to the person who sent us in an image of someone with a pineapple <laughs> yes. haircut, which was amazing. Uh, the man, uh, he was a sailor man, very gruff. The first ever censoring that I had to do on the podcast for a quote from him where he swore. Really? Indeed. Um, he oversaw the Great Reform Act in 1832, and then his niece succeeded him, Queen Victoria. Oh, yeah, go on. Get Longest away. reign in yeah. English history point at which Britain was at its greatest, the empire, ruling the world, ruling the waves, Brunel, all the inventions, and she very much the symbolism at the yeah. heart of it all. Yeah. And finally, her grandson, King George V, yes. who took uh, Britain through the First World War, 
lots of hung parliaments and political crises, but very much a steady eddy, yeah. saw it all through in a very sensible, old-fashioned way. And a surprisingly good amount of badliness. And a surprisingly good yeah. amount of badliness. So those are the 18 monarchs. Now, I've got a few little stats about oh, I love stat. Rex Factor winners, and comparing them a bit to the old ones, average age of the accession of a Rex Factor winner. Can I guess? You can guess. 23. 29. Oh, Okay. Which is exactly the same as all the other monarchs. At 29, a good age to come. Yeah. My age, in fact. Yeah, it's so a good age. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once the revolution starts. Average age of death for the monarchs. 60. Well, that's close, actually. For Rex Factor winners, 57. Oh, I'm so good at this. The rest of them, only 46. So the Rex Factor winners okay. live longer. Right. You'd expect that. Yeah. You would. Yeah. More chance. Mm. Now, Battleiness, that's a score out of 20. Uh... I uh, 14 I'm going to go for that's exactly as written down on the paper front of you break I genuinely haven't seen that is there an average here there is oh, 14 Battleiness is 14 for Rex Actor winners 7.49 for non-Rex mm. Actor winners mm. much better Scandal I'll probably just give you all of these yeah. now rather than guessing 10 for Scandal as opposed to about 7.5 for the rest of them out of 10 out of 20, 20 of course. Yeah, yeah. 13 for Subjectivity yeah. only 7 for uh, the non-Rex Actor winners yeah now, in terms of the length of reign, 27 and a half years for the Rex Factor winners, but only about 17 years for the non-Rex Factors. Because that can, that, that can really skew the stats, can't yeah. it? Because if we get points. killed off too early, someone like yeah. Edmund Ironside didn't quite have the chance yeah. to show his greatness. And Victoria just smashing through the year. <laughs> exactly. so put it right at the top there. And children. Average number of children. Have a guess at that. Uh, before I can see. Loads of them. Six. That's, that's quite a lot of average children. Oh, yeah, that's it. But the Saxons, they loved a bit. They did a bit, but they didn't all win the Rex Factor. So three no. is the average number of children. Right. Uh, that's quite average for today. Uh, I don't actually know. Well, 2.4 2. 2. 4 4 children, I suppose, yeah. Uh, so the average total score for mm. Rex Factor winners, 50.69. Mm. Overall, for non-Rex Factor winners, that 31, 32. So these statistics basically say we were right. Exactly. The Rex Factor winners outscore the non-Rex Factor winners on average in all of them. But the idea of the Rex Factor was to redress that balance in some instances so people who weren't always thought of as big, famous kings and queens get their chance to shine as well. Yeah. And which can skew these points. So although Charlie was very popular, yeah. he's, not a big, he's not a big hitter in terms of points. He's not. He's down Henry. almost right at the bottom. Mm. However, we're not just going to decide who's best on the basis of the scores. No, we you can see that on the website. Exactly. We're going to do that in a slightly different way. We're going to discuss it, and then we're going to vote. And what we're going to do now is explain to you exactly how that playoff system is going to work. Okay. We weren't quite sure how we were going to do it at first. We were struggling a little bit with the maths of it. Yeah, 18, we worked out, is divisible by three, though. Well, we didn't really do that. No. Our friend uh, Nick Humphrey worked out that rather than having groups of four and groups of five and all sorts of things, actually, if you divide it by three, then you can have quite a nice, easy system, which we have dubbed the HT3, mm. the Humphrey threesome. <laughs> how it will work is that we've got three groups of six. From each of those groups, the top three will go through to the semi-final. We'll then have three groups of three in the semi-final. Winner from each group goes through to a grand final, three of them in the final, and then the winner of the final is, of course, the winner of Rex Factor. The ultimate Rex Factor winner. Exactly, looking forward to that. But the question is, how are we going to decide who goes through in each round? How to make it fair. Exactly. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to have democracy. New concept. Mm, we're going to vote on sure. it. And 
perhaps ill-advisedly, we're going to be using the uh, American college uh, mm -hmm. system of voting. So I will be an electoral college. I will have a vote. Ali will be an electoral yeah. college. He will have a vote. And the rest of the world will have an electoral college. I'm not sure about this, Graham. We are opening it up. You, the audience, the listeners, the public, get to vote on who you think deserves to win Rex Factor. <laughs> the way that we're going to do that is it's going to be an online survey, I think hosted by eSurvey Pro. Sounds like that's because we forked out a lot of money. In fact, it's because that was the free one. <laughs> SurveyMonkey wouldn't let us have enough responses, but that's by the by. Mm. And all you'll have to do is go onto the survey. We'll have links on Twitter, on Facebook, on the WordPress blog. Click on that, select the various options for who you want to go through in each round, and then we'll collect that's them yeah. into uh, who actually gets to go through. Mm. So... Yeah. How are we going to do the draw? Well, you may remember if you listened to our early episodes that we had cards which we used to use. Yes. And that was how, before there were portraits, we used to use these to give an idea of what mm. people look like. So we're going to use those, lay them out, and draw it largely yeah. by random. Yes, a bit of seeding. Exactly, a bit of seeding. It's not quite like the FA Cup mm. in that it's a completely random draw, so we do have a seeding system. So, Ali, mm. you can tell us there, with that little bit of paper in front of you, who are... So, we've got three seeds groups, each of six. So, who is in the top seeded group? These are the best scoring monarchs, based on the total score that they yes. got. Okay. <clears throat> in the top seed, we have Henry II, Victoria, Edward I, Edward IV, Edward III, and Henry I. So, it's a powerful group. Very powerful groups. So there are top six mm. seeds. Uh, who's in the second group? We're going for the grey here. Yeah. Henry VIII. You all know him. William the Conqueror. You missed out one. Alfred the Great. Thank you. Knut. George V. And Richard the Lionheart. They're the middle six. And finally, mm. in the third seeded group. Now, amazingly, these are technically the least strong. <laughs> yes, exactly. Henry V. Elizabeth I. Athelstan, William the, Me the Penguin III, Charles II, and William IV. Oh, William, right at the bottom there. So that's just based on the total scores that they got. But, you know, how you vote doesn't have to be based on the score. No, not at all. Just, just who you like best. Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do now is we're going to shuffle the cards. So these are the top seeds. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to shuffle, so I don't know where they are. You want to do the second one? I'll do the one? middle one, yeah. Okay, I'm not very good at shuffling. You want to throw them on the floor and they stir them around with a stick. We'll, we'll defend ourselves by saying they're not actually good cards to shuffle. Okay. So you lay those out like I've done. Okay. And I'll just do the third seeded group. It's exciting. Just showing that there's no funny business going on. And for all you listeners out there, shuffling. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is going to determine who goes through into what group, which could be very important in terms of who actually yeah. gets through to the final. We could have some real groups of death here. Yeah, yeah, OK. But I think so, we're ready to do it. So this is the playoff draw for Rex Factor. Ali, pick one from the top, one from the middle, and one from the bottom. OK, here we go. First draw. It is... Oh, Henry the First. Henry the First and Norman King, the last of the Normans. Okay. Oak Clark. One from the middle, the second seat. Okay, it's diagonally opposite. <gasps> Alfred the Great. Oh, the very first monarch that we covered, the great Saxon King. Henry the First plays Alfred the Great. Now, 
the third for that group. I'm going to go diagonal again. Athelstan. Athelstan, Alfred the Great's grandson. The two Saxon monarchs will be pitted against each other. That'll be very interesting. Right, I'll have a little bit of picking now. Top seed. Oh, nice. Edward IV. Wars of the Roses. Very uh, charismatic monarch. Married Elizabeth Woodville to great scandal. The other second seed. Oh, it's Henry VIII. He of the six wives fame. I'll do that later. Yeah. And the last person in Group A is. Oh no! It's Charles II. Charles II. This is unbearable. That is a tough group. But then they're all going to be tough groups. Okay, oh, Ali. Oh, goodness me. Okay, okay, I can't bear this. We're going to move on to Group B now, so Ali, Okay, this is Group B. First of the two top seeds. I'm just going to make a pretty button here. And go for... Oh, here he is! Edward I. Edward I. Conqueror of Wales. Hammer of the Scots. General of Castles. Rex Factor winner. Uh, okay, this is, group, this is Group B, seed two. Richard the Lionheart. Richard I here. To some people, the quintessential medieval king. Good battliness in this group. And the third seed, and next to Charlie, good Teasing company. Us. Elizabeth I. Ah, a bit of tutoriness back in there. Okay. Past the stomach of a king, of course. So, the second top seed for Group B will be... Ooh, Henry II. The big hitter. The top-seeded monarch of all. Mm. Second group... Ooh, the Viking Canute. Joker of the pack. Oh, unfortunate for old Canute. He just can't get away from the tidal surge. And finally, the last person in Group B is... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. William III, the Dutch Stuart King. Glorious revolution. So so who's in that group? We've got Edward. Uh, yeah, so we had... Uh, that was a four, wasn't it? I should have yeah. done this as I was going along. It was Henry II... Newt and William III. Oh, I'm going to be sad to see some of them go. So we'll know, obviously, there's only six of them left, but nevertheless, okay. go through the process. Okay, top seed. Top first seed one. is Edward III, the left of France. Left of France. Hundred Years' War kicked off by Edward III with some of his great victories. Second seed. Second seed is, who's this? <gasps> William I. William first, William the Conqueror, ten sixty six, and all that. Mm. Okay, and third seed is William the Fourth. Ah, another Willie bringing in the twentieth century first. No, he's not. He's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong, William. <laughs> so uh, that shouldn't leave us any more surprises, but we'll just check. Ah, oh, yeah, brilliant. Queen Victoria, William the Fourth's niece, of course. Last of the second seeds. Bringing in the 20th century for us. George V, after Excellent. Victoria brought in the 20th century for us. Coming in second. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a modern feel to this group, isn't it? And finally, Henry V. Big That's old Henry. Good. Wow. Henry is the practically 20th king of France. So, there we have it. Now, just to confirm, as all of that was going on, in Group A, we have got Henry I, Edward the Fourth. 
Alfred the Great, Henry VIII, Athelstan, and Charles II. That's a, that's a punchy group. Group B, we have got Edward I, Henry II, Richard I, Canute, Elizabeth I, and William III. Awful lot of battliness there. And finally in Group C, Edward III, Queen Victoria, William the Conqueror, George V, William IV, and Henry V. Our, our modern group. Very much the modern group. So, that is the draw for the Rex Factor playoffs. Exciting. So, so that's the draw. There's the draw. Uh, what do we think about this? Let's have a little look. We're not going to say what we think. We'll keep it secret once mm, we get to mm. do the voting. But Group A, first of all. Uh, group A is, is really, really punchy. Henry VIII and Charles II. I mean, they're all going to be big names, clearly. But Alfred the Great... Athelstan, the two Saxons there, our earliest group, and probably our, our most, uh, yeah, quite a military group too. Yeah, it's quite a military one. And then um, Edward IV is, of course, the maternal grandfather of Henry VIII, quite similar ones. If there's a group of death, I reckon that's possibly yeah, that's gonna be it. the one. It's going to be very tricky to see who comes mm. out of that one. Group B. Group B. Now, we've got, we've, you've got the biggest hitter there in Henry II, Battliness. Yeah. Um, uh, you've got quite a... Uh, Quite a variation with Canute and William III, but it's quite. It's, it'll be interesting to try and see how they're separated out, and it'll be interesting because Elizabeth in there, of course, is the. Well, actually, William III is the latest mm. one, but William III was also quite a military mm, yeah. king, whereas Elizabeth, of course, not able to be leading the troops in battle. But interesting but, how she does against the yeah, you've got the Armada and all that. It's good have the Armada. Mm. That'd be quite an interesting one. That's got the top seed and the third seed. So I think that's probably the toughest. Oh yeah. Of the top, top lot. Yeah, it doesn't quite... Yeah, yeah. See. But as we said, how the seedings actually play out in terms of how people vote. Who knows? Who knows? And finally, Group C. As we said, the modern mm. one with uh, Victoria, William IV, George V in there. But then we've still got, you know, William I, Henry V, Edward III, some old-school medieval yeah. military doesn't There isn't a clear scandal group. No, no, it's not such a scandalous group, that one, actually. Yeah. Yes. Although, you know, William IV has a certain certain amount of frolicking with the ladies. Yeah, he likes a bit, but, but that'd be quite interesting. So it's going to be very difficult to predict that, isn't it? It is. It is. I can't see who's coming out of this. I think that it's, we've got a big, big name group, certainly in Group A. Mm. A modern group. Let's see. And then a sort of slightly interesting which way it'll go in Group B. Mm. Now... Yeah. I don't think even we probably know exactly how we'll vote, and I think part oh. of the fun of doing the episodes will be that we'll effectively be like a Rex Factor episode where we have the biography, the battling, the scandal, etc. Mm. But rather than just doing one of them, because we're doing all of them, comparing them off against each other. Yes, yes. So it's going to be a different way of working for us. Mm, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way they go and to see how the public. How they vote. vote. How do people actually feel about it? It's been nice with all like Twitter and Facebook and mm. emails and stuff. But a lot of monarchs have their yeah, fans. They, oh, yeah, they do, yeah. And some very, very strong feel, people feel very strongly about them. Yes. Um, but that's a whole college vote, so it could swing it. could very much swing it. So get voting. The way that the vote will work is that you'll vote for three. And so in these first groups, you vote for your three favourites. Mm. See who goes through. Yeah, because three will go through, so you vote for your three favourites. Um, you and I will rank them one to six, mm-hmm. and then we'll turn the audience vote into a one to six ranking as well. Yes. Combine those points, and then we'll see. But to be clear, when you say you and I will rank, I'll rank and you'll rank. Yes. We, we won't know. I won't know how Graham's voted, and Graham won't know how I've voted until we reveal at the time of the podcast. It'll be brand new to us as well. Exactly. 
Although we should be aware of how we actually voted ourselves. Oh, I'll, I'll probably remember how I voted. Can't guarantee. Although, yeah. given that George V, when we had to re-record it, you did change your did final I? outcome. Because you remember the first time we did it, you didn't get the Rex Factor. Yeah. And the second time you did. Did I really? So it'll be quite useful if you have it written down. It will be. Jolly, I mean, I've got notes this time. Imagine yeah. that. So okay. that is how it's all going to pan out. As you said, sort of early March... It's yes. going to look to start. Do keep up with this because we're going to try and keep momentum. We'll release an episode a week once we've got it done. Yeah. After we've done the third of the first round groups, we'll have two weeks. We'll leave for everybody to vote. Yeah. And then so we'll close it all off. Yeah. So if you want to vote, you're going to have to keep up and uh, stick with the program and get clicking those buttons. Exactly. But until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. See you next time. Cheerio.